Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We are joined now by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He's been on the program before. I know he's got a billion things on his plate. But, Governor, you were a college athlete yourself. You played baseball at Yale, if I'm not mistaken. I think you were the captain of the Yale baseball team. Can you imagine what it would have felt like if college administrators had come in and told you that your senior year, your final year of playing baseball was just canceled because uh, they had made the decision that you didn't deserve the right to play? Well, it would have been devastating, Clay. And just imagine, we have so many uh, phenomenal student-athletes in our country. And, uh, you know, these are uh, men and women who don't get there um, by, by chance. They work hard. A lot of them have great God-given ability, but they're able to use sports to be able to expand opportunities for themselves. We did an event last week in Florida. I had a roundtable talking about the need to have high school sports and football and basketball and, and, and uh, you know, all the boys and girls sports back. And we had um, Charlie Ward, uh, obviously FSU legend. Uh, we had Lito Shepard, who was a Gator legend. And, you know, they were making the point of, you know, being in these environments is the most structure and is, is setting the, the kids up for the most success. To say you're not going to let them play sports, you're not helping them with their development, um, but you're also not helping them even with coronavirus because they're likely uh, to be doing other things if not for this. And so um, from a practical perspective, you know, to me it's a no-brainer. But certainly when you look at how hard uh, a lot of these kids work, they want to play. And my view would be, if you, if you feel that somehow that this is too risky for you, you know, you get to keep your eligibility, keep your scholarship, 
come back, if that's what you choose, I don't think anyone should be forced to do it, but my sense would be the vast, vast majority of players would want to get out there um, and be able, be able to play. It's a very important thing, you know, here in the state of Florida with our colleges, but obviously our high school athletes as well. We're very supportive uh, of giving them the option uh, to go back and continue to play as well. There, you just mentioned it. There are a lot of athletes out there. There are athletic directors joining this, uh, joining this battle under the We Want to Play hashtag. Trevor Lawrence, who I know you know, Clemson quarterback Justin Fields, uh, who you may have gotten to avoid as a Florida Gator fan because he transferred from Georgia up to Ohio State. Both of those guys are among the most prominent out there. As the governor of the state of Florida, you have a ton of high-end college athletic programs in your state, a ton of, as you mentioned, top high school players as well. Uh, In particular, state institutions like Florida and Florida State, uh, in your mind, should they be playing college football and college sports in general this fall? Without question. You see everybody else is, is playing, the NBA, Major League Baseball, uh, you see great, great PGA championship yesterday. The PGA has done a great job, the tour and the, the other institutions. Uh, so everyone else, soccer is playing. Uh, there's no reason we can't play uh, high school and college athletics. Uh, it's very, very important. And I think, in fairness to uh, some, you know, the Big Ten and kind of those college presidents, they may have a little bit different sense of this. I think the Southeast, uh, Southeastern Conference, ACC, I think most of those institutions do want to play because I think they do understand, you know, how important it is uh, for, the, for the well-being of their, um, of their student-athletes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% in favor of it. In fact, when the SEC changed the schedule up, you know, I was like, okay, so we're just not going to do Florida, Florida State. I was like, we can, maybe we can find a way, you know, to squeeze that in as well. So, yeah, we, we've got to play. And uh, I think – the stu- and that's why I think what Trevor Lawrence is doing, I, I mean, he's, he's putting things out that are incredibly well, well put from experience. The logic is compelling, and that matters. I mean, you know, to have someone of his caliber out there doing that, uh, people are going to follow um, that type of leadership. We're talking to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. What do you think about this idea? And I, I was just kind of working through it. Whether people agree or disagree with you, they get the opportunity to go to uh, to vote and choose whether to support you for governor or not. You were just elected a couple of years ago. And, and by the way, for, for purposes out there, I think you've done a really good job. We're going to circle back around on the coronavirus in general, despite the fact that you've been criticized maybe more than any governor in the entire country. I'm going to circle back around to that in a moment. But these university presidents, they aren't elected. They are many times representing state institutions. They're making decisions behind closed doors about whether college athletics should happen or not. To me, that doesn't feel fair to fans and taxpayers out there because, again, if they disagree with something you do, they can go to the ballot box and render their verdict on you. A university president behind a closed door making a decision about whether a kid gets to play college sports or not, he's not an elected official. He's not having to actually answer to the larger public. Does that seem right to you in a democratic society that we could give that power and not even require the, 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 the decision to be made in a public forum? So in Florida, we, we try to account for that uh, by, you know, we have a uh, board of governors that oversees the entire university system. Those are uh, governor appointees. And then they have each university's got a board of trustees, which is a combination of appointees from the governor 
and from uh, the board, the, the overall board of governors. And so the presidents are very responsive to their boards here in the state of Florida. And I haven't actually talked to a lot of board members um, about uh, the season per se, but I would imagine in Florida, most of our boards of trustees um, are going to be supportive of, of giving the kids the opportunity to play. So here, that's kind of the, the check and balance that we have. That's actually really good. I didn't know that in particular, and that's obviously different in every state. And we're talking to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. So from your perspective, if uh, if more of this decision starts to be made, let's say the Big Ten makes a decision to try to cancel sports there, should the SEC and the ACC be obligated to follow the lead of the Big Ten? Should Miami, Florida State, and Florida, who are obviously ACC and SEC institutions in your state, need to even be concerned, in your opinion, about what the Big Ten does? Or should they make the best decision for themselves, irrespective of what the Big Ten does? Well, not only should they make the best decision for themselves and, and not let the Big Ten uh, lead them into canceling sports, uh, what they should do is they should reach out to all the Big Ten athletes and say, hey, we're playing. Um, I, I mean, look, I mean, I don't want Justin Fields playing against Florida teams, you know, <laughs> if he comes down somewhere. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think you're going to see if there's parts of the country that won't allow the opportunity and other parts that are, you're already seeing. You have some high school athletes that are moving from yeah. California to Georgia and stuff. I think you, you'll see that uh, happen. So, no, we, you don't go uh, by, by what the Big Ten does. you got to do what, what's right for your institutions. And uh, I think here um, the, the safest thing is to play because I think this is the best uh, environment for our student-athletes. Um, you know, people, I think, lose sight. I mean, you watch the games and everything. Obviously, it's exciting to play, but, like, so much goes into being a student athlete. I mean, the amount of time they're putting in, they're working, the coaches, the mentorship, um, it's so much more than just what happens, say, on a Saturday at the Swamp. I think you said something important there, and I want to circle back to it. My argument has been it's actually safer for these athletes to be on campus being tested regularly, finding out if they're asymptomatic for the virus then it might well be for them to not be being tested, to be going off campus, uh, making decisions to hang out with people, uh, bars, restaurants, going with their elderly parents, friends, family, everything else. If anything, the rigorous testing protocols that have been uh, implemented by these different institutions in the SEC and the ACC and other Power Five conferences actually makes the athletes safer on campus than they would be anywhere else. I mean, I think that's an important detail here. And I think that's I think that's true with coronavirus. But I say actually think about it. It's true with health generally. Yes. Because when you when you're a student athlete, you have access to medical care. Uh, some of our student athletes they come from low income uh, environments. They may not have the amount of access that they would uh, at a university uh, type setting. And so for a whole host of reasons, it's going to be better uh, for their health to be to be in those settings. And I I worry about you know, losing the opportunity for the college kids, for the high school kids, I worry even more because, you know, if you cancel the season, um, you know, I wonder uh, what that does to, to, to students' ability, willingness to participate in academics. I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to do well in school is because I knew I had to do that to be able to play sports, and I doubt I'm, I'm alone in that. And so there's a lot of ramifications that really go to this. Well, one thing I would point out, though, is that people should understand, you know, you'll see headlines about, like, oh, 15 Clemson football players test positive. And it's framed as if, like, that's a major kind of uh, medical implications. But what we see with people of that age group is they usually 
have no symptoms or maybe very mild symptoms where they'll have a, a headache for a day or they'll have loss of, loss of a taste for a day or something. Very few of the folks in that cohort um, are, are becoming seriously ill, which is, which is obviously a good thing because we wouldn't want that to happen. But just because you test positive, most of these athletes really never actually end up getting ill. We're talking to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, in particular in your state. Uh, the numbers, I look at it uh, uh, quite a bit, nowhere near what you are doing, but it appears you are on the backside of the outbreak in the state of Florida. What can you tell us about what the data is showing you in the state of Florida about how your hospitals are doing, how your medical facilities are hand, uh, holding up, and any other data related to that that is also significant in terms of contextualizing where we are as a nation? Sure. So in Florida, what we've been doing from the beginning is focusing on protecting our most vulnerable, our senior citizens, particularly those in long-term care facilities. We've uh, continued to increase support for that throughout these months. Second, we do want to support our hospitals and, and healthcare workers. And third, uh, it was really important as we got into May and June to keep society functioning. I think that these, these shutdowns were very damaging. And so we did not do that. We kept Florida moving. Uh, we're keeping people working. We think having a healthy society is one of the best ways to fight the pandemic. And so where we find ourselves now is, um, you know, the visits to emergency departments for COVID-like illness in Florida have returned to their mid-June levels, which is right when we started to see the increase. Uh, the number of COVID-positive patients in the hospital, uh, and not all those are being treated for COVID, but, um, you know, most are, um, you know, that's down uh, close to 30% over the last um, uh, 14 to, to 15 days. And then in terms of hospital capacity, we have 26% of all beds in the state of Florida are available and 20% of all ICU beds in the state of Florida are available. And we continue to see declining uh, um, um, census in both regular and ICU bed for COVID patients. And at no time did we ever kind of run out of beds or anything. We always had the ability to do it. Even at the height of the wave we did, we sent some medical personnel to some of the, the counties that were more affected just to beef up the response. Uh, but we always had the beds and basically showed, like, look, this is, this is a, a nasty a virus. Um, it's a serious pathogen. But it is something that if you take the right steps, the medical system can handle. And you can do that while society continues to function. When did the argument in society shift, uh, Governor DeSantis, from we've got to flatten the curve uh, for some people to we can't leave our house and houses until we have a vaccine? I, I don't know. But the goalposts move. I mean, as you remember, we the flatten the curve was we didn't want our hospitals overwhelmed in, in March um, in April because we really weren't ready. It was a new virus. And so the measures we all took was to get us through that. Obviously, in Florida, we got through that. We, we didn't have any issues with hospital overrun. Um, you know, so e but even New York, really, I mean, they didn't even really use the Javits Center. So I think m the hospital system's been able to handle this. But nevertheless, you know, we built more capacity, made sure we were ready. Um, and that was really, I think, the, the justification for the mitigation. I mean, the idea that you can just hide, hide in your house and the virus goes away, that's not the way this works. And so you end up doing a lot of damage um, if you think that that's something that works. And we're seeing it now. You know, Israel had a real brutal lockdown. They come out of it, and now they're seeing, seeing cases spread. You're seeing it in the Pacific Rim. Uh, you're seeing it in Hawaii and all these places. 
everybody is going to have to deal with this. If there, There's really no way to hide from it. So the best way to deal with it is to focus on those vulnerable folks, uh, make sure your hospitals have what they need in terms of medication, PPE, personnel, but then also keep society functioning. We want people working. We want businesses operating because if society's healthy, uh, you know, that reduces the fear and anxiety and apprehension out there. And I think it allows you to battle the pandemic more effectively. And, you know, in Florida, you know, we dealt with the same surge that the entire Sunbelt saw from Southern California to to South Carolina. We all dealt with it. Um, But I think we showed that you don't have to shut down uh, your state. You know, you deal with it. We're now seeing, obviously, very good indicators. We want those to continue. Uh, but at no time, you know, did we ever contemplate shutting things down. I mean, we've had theme parks open. We've had uh, businesses, restaurants, you know, you name it. Uh, Florida's been functioning. And I think that you have to do that because coronavirus is important, but there's so many other things just from a health perspective that can stem from some of these control measures that have been attempted in other parts of the world and even other parts of our country. I appreciate you coming on and talking directly to my audience because several of the stats you just gave you won't find anywhere else, and that has to be frustrating to you to be theoretically speaking to the media <laughs> and not having your facts shared. 26% well, of hospital this, beds I mean, available, was, um, 20% of ICU beds available, uh, COVID treatment down 30%. Uh, back to mid-June levels on the ER visits. That's massively important data, but it's a positive story, and so it's not getting shared almost anywhere. You know, it's, it's interesting. There was one report, I think it may have been ABC News, they're like, Florida ICUs, there's 45 hospitals with no ICU capacity. And I'm thinking, because I see these numbers, so I ask my guys, they're like, where are they getting that? Well, it turned out like 20 of them were rural hospitals that don't have any ICUs at all anyway. It had nothing to do with coronavirus. And then, like, another 15 were hospitals that had, like, one, one ICU bed, and it wasn't anything to do with coronavirus. And then, like, five were hospitals that were part of massive systems that had small numbers of beds anyway, and the corona patients were simply being sent to other hospitals in the system. So it's a way they'll present things in a way, you know, to kind of increase the fear, but then you peel the onion back, and there's almost every one of these stories, if you peel the onion back, I can point to you, what, what they're trying to do, and then people say, ah, I see what's going on, but it, clearly in Florida. But, but, and the reason why I think it matters, though, is not so much about, you know, if they want to ding me or whatever, but when you say that there's no capacity available and that's false, that leads people to have heart problems, stroke symptoms, say, well, maybe I don't go in to, to seek care now if it's all corona patients and there's no room for me. And we have seen a decline since March and people going to the ED for those key indicators, and that has huge health impact down the line. So it's been frustrating because it's just not been the truth, but it's been even more damaging because I do think it's affected people's behavior, and I think it's created a lack of willingness to go in to seek care when they otherwise would. You've been at the forefront of sports returning. You had the Tiger, Phil, uh, and uh, Peyton and Brady situation. Uh, you had uh, everything that's going on with NASCAR. I believe you had the first crowd for NASCAR present in any way. You had the NBA bubble and the MLS bubble. How would you assess the importance of sports returning to sending the message to the population at large that we can beat this virus and normalcy can return, in particular with what you've seen in Florida? Yeah, I think it's really important that people, when you remember the kind of the end of March, beginning of April, when we were just kind of, you know, the, the society stopped, I mean, we're all watching these reruns of, of athletic contests. That was what you'd have to do. 
And so then as we, and it almost seemed like we would never even get to see live sports again. It kind of felt that way. Uh, and so now when you're able to watch the PGA Championship last night, when you're able to watch basketball, you know, I think it, it, it increases the level of, of comfort in society. It feels more normal. And I think that sense of, of normalcy is really, really important in terms of, you know, being able to contend with the virus. You want to do that from a position of strength. You don't want to be in the fetal position, um, you know, in dealing with a virus like this. In, in particular, let's go to football. You want to play high school football. Is the expectation in Florida that high school football in some form or fashion will happen? Yeah, so they're going to start, um, I believe, in a couple weeks. They pushed the start of training back a little bit. Uh, but I think that, um, you know, we've got uh, the programs uh, rearing to go. We had uh, Coach of Swanee High School came to our roundtable. We had Charlie and some of these other guys. Um, and, you know, this is incredibly important for these communities, particularly a lot of our rural communities. You know, a lot of these kids may not play college, but this is something they'll always remember. So they're really excited about playing. And, and I'm excited. About, I'm going to go to a lot of high school games this year because I want to show my support for the student athletes. You've got the Super Bowl in Tampa. Maybe Tom Brady will be there. Maybe he won't. You've got three different NFL teams. You've got a lot of major college football. What's your expectation as it pertains to crowds? Do you think any fans will be able to go to college or NFL games in your state this fall? Well, first of all, I just want to say that um, Tom Brady and the Super Bowl, that, that is going to happen. It's not a question <laughs> maybe down here. So mark that one down. Um, so, so here's the thing I think on crowds um, – the fact that the Sun Belt is going through this uh, means that as we get into uh, September, um, you know, I think you'll see improvements across the entire region, not just in Florida. So it does give you an ability, you know, to do some things with that. I can tell you when we did the NASCAR race, it was fine. It was not a capacity crowd, but they had people. They were spaced out. They were following the protocols, and there was no problems, you know, that happened with that. So, so I would like to be creative and figure out, you know, what, what you can do, obviously based on the facts and circumstances, but I wouldn't want to rule that out um, at all. It does make a difference to be able to have folks there. I know a lot of people would appreciate it. Um, so we'll see as the situation uh, develops. But um, that, would, that really, I think, would, would just add a positive uh, spin if you're able to, to get into that situation. We did it with NASCAR effectively. It was a reduced crowd. There's no doubt about it. But I would say that that was better than nothing. I've got kids. They're going back to school this week. I know you have kids, too, uh, and I'm imagining for you as well, your kids are the most important thing that exists in your life. I know it's important for my kids to be back in school. It's important to, for my kids to be back playing sports. I'm assuming for your own kids that is the case as well, and not just for us, but for many parents out there. What would you say to parents in Florida but also around the nation about the importance for kids to be back in school and the importance for kids to be back playing sports? Well, I'm a parent of a three-year-old, two-year-old, and a four-month-old, and so they're not school age yet, but I, I've told people in Florida if they were all school, school age, uh, I would not hesitate to send them back to school. I think the risks to school-aged children are incredibly low, much lower, for example, than seasonal influenza. Um, but I also think that there's you know, things that, that every institution will do just to promote safety, which you should do. But keeping kids out of school and denying them the ability, those who want to, to play sports, you know, those are going to have long-term ramifications. And you know, we think it's like, oh, just keep them out for a semester life goes on. Um, no, you'll be dealing with problems, I think, for society uh, for years and years to come. It's important. These coaches mean a lot to the development of our kids. The teachers mean a lot to the development of our kids. I would not 
force a parent to send their kids right now. If they don't want that and they want the Internet learning, that is their right to choose that. And obviously, if you have coaches or teachers you know, that are in the at-risk population, they should be accommodated um, 100%. But at the same time, to say parents shouldn't have the option for in-person instruction, I think that would be a huge mistake. So in Florida, we're really supporting parental choice. If you want that in-person instruction, we got to figure out a way to deliver it for you. If you prefer to maintain distance learning, you know, that's your decision. I know you're incredibly busy, so I appreciate you giving us the time. This is the last question for you. I want to circle back around on Florida, Florida State, Miami, ACC, SEC, college football happening. Would you be willing to talk to players and or also talk to other governors to help to make sure that college football, at least in your state and also in your region, is able to take place this fall? And do you think you may need to do that in order to combat the idea that the season of all college sports, but particularly college football, could be canceled this fall? Well, I'm absolutely happy to, to talk to the players. Uh, they have my full support, not just football, but, but all of our student-athletes. And we've got great programs in both men's and women's sports in Florida. You know, I've actually spoken to um, you know, one of my neighboring colleagues, um, just trying to figure out what the sense is in these different states. Uh, my sense is, is that the SEC country is, is, is probably going to you know, really want to play the season. Um, I know the Big Ten is, it may go in a different direction, but I do think that people want the season to go. But, but I'm happy to help out with the effort because I do think it's important. And at the end of the day, you know, these are years, this is a season that these, these student-athletes will not be able to get back. Um, and that's going to have, um, you know, ramifications, I think, far into the future. So you can do it safely. All athletes can make the decision for themselves. If they don't feel comfortable, let them keep their eligibility and come back. But I would be, I'd be willing to bet 99% would want to play. I don't think there's any doubt at all. Governor DeSantis, appreciate the time. Keep up the good work. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. A lot of bombshells, I would say, that Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida just dropped there. Uh, In particular, if you're just waking up and all this college uh, football, college athletics in the fall story, you're trying to catch up with it. Uh, Ron DeSantis said without question, he supported college athletics happening this fall at Florida, Florida State, and the University of Miami. He said, I am 100% in favor of playing. He also said, if the Big Ten wants to cancel, you can't let them lead the rest of college football in that direction. He even went a step further and said that he thinks all of the ACC and SEC schools should reach out to the Big Ten athletes and let them come play here if the Big Ten wants to cancel. Uh, So very positive comments being made by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis about the return of college athletics in the fall i'd encourage you guys to go download the podcast make sure you don't miss any of that also uh from the coronavirus perspective i know everybody's been losing their minds over what happened in florida i jotted down notes as he talked he said the covid treatments have declined 30 percent in the state of florida that hospitalization levels have returned to mid-june uh in uh, their er's 
and that 26% of all beds and 20% of all ICU beds are now uh, now available in the state of Florida. And at no time did we run out of beds, he said. All of those very positive trends. He thinks that they are on the backside of the outbreak in Florida and things are rapidly getting better. Let me bring in Eddie Garcia, get an update for you in the world of sports, and then we'll unpack a little bit more what he just said. I'll also give you an opportunity to weigh in 877-996-6369. We have had open phone lines throughout this program. By the way, a lot of you have gotten used to Jason Whitlock Mondays because of the craziness going on in college football. I wanted to be able to interact with you, and I knew we had Florida's governor scheduled. Plan is right now that we will have Jason Whitlock on tomorrow on the program. Uh, And if that doesn't work out for some reason, we'll have him on Wednesday. Point being, we're going to have him on for a substantial visit at some point this week that will become a standard part of this radio program regardless i know so many of you enjoy those conversations that the two of us have this is outkick the coverage with clay travis uh, all right. I mean, I, I, that's a what I would classify as a really important interview that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis just gave. He became the first sitting governor to endorse We Want to Play, uh, the college athletics rallying cry. And this is significant because I do believe that many governors are going to be called upon to get involved in this idea of whether college athletics should be canceled. And you heard me discussing with Ron DeSantis, the degree to which sometimes university presidents can be acting without autonomy. Uh, Governor DeSantis said in the state of Florida, at least, their board of governors and the way that the universities are set up, there is a certain level of democratic uh, involvement there and that he would be very surprised if there's a support for shutting down athletics in any of those locations. And so what I think is, uh, is interesting to follow now is Will the Big Ten presidents continue to drive the cancellation bus, or is all of the are all of the athletes speaking out and all of the parents? We have at least parent groups at Ohio State and Iowa speaking out that they want to have a season. Is that going to chill whatever aggressive moves the Big Ten was going to make to potentially shut down their seasons? And if nobody else is going to follow the Big Ten, are they willing to cancel their season if other conferences are going to potentially play? This is significant because let's talk about this a little bit politically. If the SEC governors, Ron DeSantis, uh, one of the governors of one of the biggest states, I have talked with uh, other governors in the, the SEC states. I think multiple of them before all is said and done are going to come on this program and come out in favor of of college athletics happening this fall if that is going to happen and if i am correct that there are multiple sec state governors who are going to come on and make the statements supporting college athletics being played if that is going to happen that provides a substantial backbone uh, for any conference commissioner decision in states where the governors are saying no 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 we need to play the governors outrank the college commissioners. So if you've got governors in the SEC states, for instance, saying, hey, we think it's important that college athletics happen this fall, that's an important backdrop to support 
the Southeastern Conference in terms of being able to actually play. That's an important backdrop in order to support, let's say, the Big 12. Now, politically, there are only five states in the Big 12. I would think the governor of Texas, governor of Oklahoma, uh, we've had the governor of Oklahoma on this show. We're scheduled to have the governor of Texas sooner rather than later is the plan. Uh, Iowa and West Virginia and Kansas are the five states in the Big 12. I would think all five of those states are going to be in favor of playing college sports this fall. If all five of those governors, plus if all 11 of the SEC state governors, and I think they're all going to be allied and wanting to play college athletics in the SEC states as well, if that's the backdrop, if that's the support structure that you're talking about, it's hard for me to see how college uh, athletics can be shut down if all of the governors who control the purse strings of all of these different universities are saying, hey guys, college athletics this fall is important. We want to play. Let's figure out how we're going to do it. If all of that's taking place, I don't understand how the SEC and the Big 12 can be bullied by the Big 10 into canceling their seasons. And by the way, I don't know what governors are willing to stand up to the Big Ten presidents. But for instance, if I live in Ohio and I'm Governor Mike DeWine and I'm in charge of Ohio State football, basically as the governor, I'm not letting the Ohio State president vote to shut down Ohio State football if I'm the governor there. Now, some of these other panty waste governors may be allowing it to happen. I don't know what Gretchen Whitmer is going to do in Michigan I don't know what that loser, was it Bill Wolf, I think is his name in Pennsylvania, who's been a disaster, who was like upset when Ben Roethlisberger got his hair cut. I don't know what those losers are going to do, but if I'm a governor and I've got a backbone at all, I'm not letting a university president decide to shut down my college athletic departments in a state-sponsored, taxpayer-funded university. I'm just not letting it happen. So I'd be surprised if Iowa wants it to happen. University of Iowa, I'd be surprised if the governor of Iowa wants it to happen. I'd be surprised if the governor of Nebraska, you think the governor of Nebraska wants his state to shut down and Cornhusker football not to happen and Cornhusker fall athletics? I'd be surprised if a lot of these different states out there, particularly Republican governors, and I believe I'm correct, Iowa, Nebraska, uh, and, and Ohio, among others, which all have Republican governors, even Larry Hogan, Maryland, with the Terrapins, I'd be surprised if Republican governors are okay with university presidents who are unelected deciding that they're going to arbitrarily shut down athletics at state-funded and state-sponsored taxpayer institutions. That's my opinion. This is going to turn into a battle. If the Big Ten presidents thought they were just going to cancel things and everybody was going to follow them, I got another story for you. It ain't happening, brother. We're continuing to talk about it. I'm Clay Travis. When we come back, we'll put a bow on the show. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield? wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
What a crazy and wild and zany show. What a crazy and wild and zany past several days. It befits college football, which is always crazy and wild and zany as well. Uh, This is going to be a crazy day. I'd encourage you to go follow me at Clay Travis on Twitter. I will try to keep you updated, but there are major story details breaking everywhere. Uh, First college coach I've seen endorse we want to play, Matt I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, Viator. (laughs) He's the head coach at the University of Louisiana, Monroe. Uh, And uh, this is a strong move by him to join, I would say, others, including the first person that I have seen endorse the idea of we want to play in the athletic department universe, which was Hunter Juracek at Arkansas Razorbacks. And uh, we had the first governor endorse We Want to Play with Governor Ron DeSantis live on the radio show saying he 100% supports college athletics this fall and that he believes that athletes should be able to play. Also, uh, on Twitter, Marco Rubio is the first senator I have seen uh, to endorse We Want to Play, the movement by college football players to find a way to play this fall. So there are a lot of very positive uh, moves here. Ryan Day, the Ohio State coach, retweeted Justin Fields saying we want to play, which is a form of endorsement. But I would bet for you, as we are finishing off the show today, that we will see a substantial number of college football head coaches endorsing the idea of playing, and I think you will see a lot of athletic directors. I'm curious whether that's going to give the Big Ten presidents who are trying to cancel the season pause with all of the politicians, with all of the coaches, with all of the firing back that they are getting at the idea of canceling the season. I'm also curious to see how all of the Corona bros in sports media who have been carrying water for the idea that the season can't happen at all are going to respond when they see that 99% of college athletes want to play and that the work that they have been doing to undercut the return of college athletics is a fundamental failure uh, of their own job. They are carrying water for people who are anonymously giving them quotes about how it's impossible to play the season. And I always say, I hate anonymous quotes. If you're not man enough to put your name behind your opinion, then don't use somebody else to put your opinion out there. Be a man or woman, step up and say exactly what you believe. I will pledge this, and I've always pledged this. I've never been an anonymous source at any time in my entire life for any story on any subject. That's because if I'm not willing to tell you guys it on the radio, if I'm not willing to tweet it, if I'm not willing to write it, if I'm not willing to say it on TV, I'm not going to say it, period. You can say that that's not playing the game right because I know a lot of people love to chirp behind the scenes and give anonymous sources and everything else. I don't do it. I tell you every single day exactly what I believe and beyond a shadow of a doubt what I believe is our kids need to be back in school Everybody needs to start to go back to work who is young and healthy and 
we need to have college athletics this fall. I appreciate all of you for hanging out with us and and all the great feedback we've gotten throughout the course of the show. I appreciate Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for coming on this program. I'd encourage you guys to go download the podcast, which will be going up as soon as we finish this show today. It has been a loaded and important show. Uh, No one has a bigger voice right now in the world of morning radio in sports than we do. And I'm not even sure, frankly, there's a close second at this point in time. Uh, And I believe we are having a massively important impact on college athletics happening this fall. You can't let these unelected panty waste university presidents make a decision without actually having to speak to the larger constituency, players, politicians, media members. We got to let this First Amendment process play out. If players don't want to play, that's their right. But you can't force everybody not to play because a few people are afraid it's time to get back to work it's time to get back to school and it's time to get back to sports you can't run from a virus forever it's time for normalcy to return in america and sports can be a huge part of that normalcy returning i'm going to continue to fight this battle i hope all of you will join me I want college athletics. Most of you do as well. I'm going to be the tip of the spear on this argument, and OutKick is going to be leading the charge. This has been OutKick, the coverage. I appreciate all of you for listening. Go download the podcast. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.